You're listening to The Female Entrepreneur's Journey, The Good, The Bad, and The Branding with Danielle Clem, the weekly podcast created for fellow entrepreneurs, whether just starting out, established in your business, or simply testing out the waters. We're here to put the real back in entrepreneurial reality. Each episode guides you through the different paths walked and lessons learned by fellow bosses, how they got through it, and tips that got them there sprinkled in with a little business branding and a whole lot of heart. One question is, are you ready to dive in? Here's your host, designer, marketer, and frequent iced coffee drinker, Danielle Clem. Okay, so this episode is sponsored by the two-hour one-to-one growth intensive, where I'm opening up four spots for you lovely ladies who are honestly tired of sitting at your computer waiting for more application forms to come in you're feeling really inauthentic when you're having to message people or even figuring out how to really convert more clients from your followers and probably have just one or two low-end clients a month and really want to double that while also connecting even more and building that loyal audience then this is for you because I created this offer seeing so many past clients and current clients and even audience members just struggling with figuring out what is going on because right now what's most likely happening which I hear I've been there so of my clients where you feel like you're doing all the things you're looking at all the trainings it seems like everything should be going right but it's not there's something that's missing that's just not letting you hit that next level for growth and for income and it might just not be something that you're able to see because usually it's around three key things, which is positioning, attraction, and conversion. And one of those three, which we cover all inside of the actual intensive itself, to really identify which which one or two is missing and how can we level up on that. Because the intensives are put into two parts. First part is going to go over like profile and website optimization to help really with conversions, but really dive in deeper to the how-to marketing strategy. Because as you already know, you've listened to my podcast, I'm all about action-oriented and next steps to make simple shifts that can really radically give you results. And that's what we go in 10 times deeper inside of this intensive. So I really urge you, if you are struggling, if you are in a plateau space right now where you just haven't been able to hit that next growth level, you need to be in here. And you're able to leave with so much more than I think I've given to really anyone else because we go into your offer, we go into how it's working, we go into even your content so we can start to optimize it for your audience and for attracting and converting them to actual clients. Because when you actually say yes to yourself and invest, that's when you're able to have more emails come in about speaking opportunities. That's when you're able to double or triple your engagement on your posts and profiles and finally hit your income that you're really truly wanting. And we go into the exact steps and tools that I've done for myself and for my clients inside of this intensive. So make sure to go down in the show notes below and get your spots. Again, only given four spots open. So get your bed in and I will see you inside the call. Today we have on Leanne Hale, who helps apprehensive renegade entrepreneurs fix their vision and get visible so they can book more clients. I'm so excited to have her on the show. So let's give her a warm welcome, guys. Welcome to the show, Leanne. Thank you. It's good to be here. You was, it's just it's good to be here and it's good to be on just like the beginning of this month, I think. Like I feel like February is finally turning over. Uh, yeah, it's almost like uh, January was your like trial trial period. Yeah, <laughs> it really was. <laughs> like I, your free trial, you know, and now that's over. It's time to get started. Yeah. For real. For real, yes. Because I definitely felt like last month was just, 
it was it felt like it was still 2018 i don't know about you yeah, yeah it was a little chaotic it's, it's right? so hard for me to realize that it's 2019 now but I'm adjusting. He'll be all right. Be okay. <laughs> I feel the same way. I'm very surprised. Uh, I was talking to someone a little bit ago, and I keep forgetting to put 2019 as the year for a lot of papers. Yep. <laughs> yep. I had to write a check yesterday, and I was like, I never write checks. So it's like, this is not good. I wrote 18. And <laughs> yeah. I hope they cash it. I'm sure they will. It's probably all electronic anyway. But They probably understand. Yeah. The first month is always hard for people. Yes. So, But <laughs> we're, we're past it. It's time to start our real our real profession because the free trial is over. Yes. Now, speaking about your profession, I love to begin the show with the beginning of your journey and then end with the present and future. So I'd love for you to tell a little bit about how you grew up, kind of what led you to wanting to go down this path. Um, I have been around a long time, so Mm -hmm. there's that. Um, I started out my career as a, I wanted to be a rock star, and so I got an opera degree because mm. uh, I'd heard that Pat Benatar had an opera degree. <laughs> so I was planning, you know, my long-term vision. But then I got into theater, and I really enjoyed doing theater. I do, I enjoyed doing shows. And then I got into the backstage part of theater. I, I started becoming a stage manager, and then I started directing. So my first job out of grad school, I got a master's in theater. I got a job as a stage director for shows that were like big-time variety shows mm-hmm. with big casts. Um, big jazz band, you know, full on in a stadium. So it's really a little bit intimidating, but I had, you know, big plans and I was about 25 years old when I started that. And, um, you know, people didn't think I knew what I was doing. So there was a lot of resistance mm. from, you know, just general people because you, you know, you look at someone and it's a young girl and, you know, what does she know? Mm-hmm. So I did that for several years. I directed shows and I got people on stage for, um, different things like speaking or um, doing acting, dancing, singing. People that would never have been able to do it otherwise got on with mm-hmm. me. And I really enjoyed that. I liked that backstage part of things. I liked seeing tangible results, seeing people up on stage, accomplishing their dreams, all of that. And um, I decided at one point I had a, I got married and had a baby. And I didn't want to be in theater all the time because I wanted to be with my baby some. So I uh, started a I started a company doing marketing mm-hmm. and booking, and I started a band. And this band got really kind of a lot of uh, it's got a lot of airplay. It got a lot of attention. I mm-hmm. toured. I did shows, and uh, so I had a, a very long um, stint as this band leader, mm-hmm. and it was a country Americana band. Uh, we had an album, we had airplay all over the world, we got a booking manager, we had a promoter, we got, I mean, we won international songwriting competition. It was like we had success after success after success, and I was also promoting us. So I thought, you know, when that, when this ends, because this was a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. I can't do this forever because I'm not and getting any younger. <laughs> I want to go back and do something that had that same feeling of getting other people up on stage. It's like I had been up in, on stage myself. I kind of had gotten enough of that to where I thought I need to kind of give back. And um, at the time, my, my son was kind of having some problems. He was diagnosed with Asperger's, which is on the autism spectrum. Mm-hmm. And there was a therapist that said, you know, you, he's never going to be able to really live independently. He won't swim. He won't read. He won't be able to play organized sports. It was like, he was three at the time. And I said, he's what, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that, that, that's a no. So I decided that that was going to not be his fate. And I figured that I could use my same 
belief system that got people up on stage and thought I could do this for my son. So over time, we worked with him and, you know, give, gave him kind of a belief system that had a lot of mindset work in it, which I didn't know at the time was mm -hmm. very much a coaching thing. And he graduated from high school. He drives. He has a job. He goes to college. I mean, he's, he's accomplished all these great things. I thought I really could now take that, those skills, the ones that I had from when I was directing, mm -hmm. my promotion skills, um, the ability to get other people on stage, and this belief, this mindset thing, this is perfect for coaching. Mm. So I went back and I got all of these different certifications because I'm kind of a geek and I like to learn. And so I got, I, started, I studied at Yale, I studied at Northwestern. I got a lot of different types of coaching certifications, not just life coaching, but business coaching and content management and um, inbound marketing, all these things that would really help me to kind of transfer the stuff to my own coaching practice mm -hmm. and my band broke up uh, my bandmate moved to London which is hard to perform when your bandmate is across the pond mm -hmm. and you're here so she moved to London and I decided I would start a business and at that point I started my coaching business for visibility and since then I've transitioned into more of a public speaking where I, I teach people how to do lives and teach people how to get on stage um, I have a whole system that actually has vocal coaching involved since I have this opera degree. Um, I get them on stage, be able to um, do a, the presentation with some acting skills and some acting techniques. Um, there's all kinds of things that are in my program, and now that's my one-on-one -on -one main program. I love that because, I mean, as you can probably agree, when it comes to this online space, video is by far the best way people can connect very easily with someone on the other side because audio is great. It's definitely like... It's a way to go for binge listeners or passive listeners, but to see someone and hear them at the same time, there's yes. just, there's nothing like it. Yes, I, I completely agree. Because the, the video, the video thing is, it's kind of, it's a little bit of a paradox right now because everything is going that way. So in 2020, 80% of our stuff we consume online is going to be done through video. Mm -hmm. And the people that are uncomfortable with video right now, uh, even regular marketers like in the big companies are not using video in the yeah. way that they could be and I think in two years or less than two years now they're all going to be behind so if you do if you can do video and you are good at lives and you do figure out how to put content in there that is uh, captivating for your audience and really they can use this is where things are going and you will be ahead even of the big marketers I fully agree, especially since that's one of the reasons, too, why a lot of my clients now, I only take them on if they understand that there's going to be a part in time where I ask you to go on camera. And it's not for me. I'm not doing it for myself. But it's because the way I always try and ask them, if you're able to create an extra 2K or 3K a month by going on live camera, would you do it? And if you say right. no, you're not my client. <laughs> right. Because, it's, and, yeah, yeah right. it's true. It's just, I just, I think that this online age, especially not only with video, but with ads, like the big companies like Pepsi, Coca-Cola, they're not utilizing these forms. And once they do, they're going to attack you with as much ads as they can. So it's really smart right. to do it now when the space is still somewhat open. Right. And the, the other thing is that there's a, there's a lack of stories that mm. are being told uh, that are compelling. Yeah. I noticed last night, I don't know if you've I don't, maybe most people don't watch the Super Bowl, but oh, this I is watched a big the halftime show. That US. was dumb. Oh, you do. Okay, there <laughs> you go. But in the U.S., this has always traditionally been a place where uh, 
advertisers spend quite a bit of money to market their products. So this has been in the past, everything has been really funny. You know, you watch the Super Bowl, the, the these commercials because they're funny. It's almost mm-hmm. like better than the actual main thing. Mm-hmm. But I noticed last night that almost every commercial with big companies last night had a compelling, almost a heart-wrenching story mm-hmm. attached to it, to where you had a really emotional reaction. And I noticed last night there was one about Serena Williams. She has some new... I guess she has a new app or something that she's doing with her brand. And the whole thing was, you don't have to take your power. You've had it all along. Mm. And I turned to my husband and I said, that got me because mm-hmm. she, she completely spoke to me on this story level because it told a story of how she had come up from, you know, almost nothing. And she said, if I had waited for someone to let me in the club, I never would be here. I had to just own my energy and own my, you know, own what I had. That and is... I thought, okay, that's that's the story that you want to tell your clients is this compelling thing about you. And that's the part I don't see a lot in lives right now. There's a lot of three steps things. Definitely. Even with posts too. I remember when I would um, review some people's feedback or contents for them. So many of them had fantastic value, but not a lot of story. If it was story, it wasn't really compelling. It was more of just this is what happened. And that was it. Like they, some people really forget there's a reason why the industry for film and movies and TV shows are billion dollar industries it's because as humans, we connect so well with story that yes, if it's not in there, the best way I try to explain to people is, you know, if you're a health coach and you tell someone to drink more water, well, cool. They already know that. But if you tell them you need to drink more water because before you were sick, tired, dra- uh, dragging your feet. And once you're able to get water, you know, you felt more energy. Like that's a mini story in itself. And people forget knowing that, hearing that, that makes them want to go out and do it versus just someone telling them what to do. Yeah. And nobody likes to be told what to do anyway. No. So that, that's, a, that's a bad, that's a bad uh, marketing technique regardless. <laughs> but but I, I think that there is a, there's value in video and there's value in live speaking because Mm -hmm. that is how you that is how you level up if you are in a you're in a market where you and and maybe 10 other coaches are making 10k a month or 15k a month how are you going to get to the next level Mm -hmm. how will you get a global brand how are you going to position yourself in the marketplace so you do not get lost with everybody else talking about the 15k months and the way to do that is live streams and youtube and live speaking Mm-hmm. So I think those are the, you know, that's going to be the future of the space and it's going to be how you stand out because you do have a lot of three-step posts, but you're going to need to start thinking about, you know, you, you have an audience with a challenge and maybe you had that challenge too. And your secret sauce is how you overcame that challenge. So that is what your posts should be is these posts about, Hey, I know what you're, you're talking about because this is what I've found. And this is what my clients have found too. This is, we are all, we all started out with this awkward, weird thing going on. Mm -hmm. And now we found this one pivotal moment in life where I made a decision, whoa, you know, and then something occurred to me that this would make this easier. This is what made it easier. Let me show you what I do and then sell and then sell at the end. You got to, you still got to sell. You got to say, you know. You, you, we need to engage further. Let's let's book a call. Don't you want to find out more? Because you want to you want to infuse curiosity in your listeners so that they're not just stuck with this. Great, I have this three you know this three step program mm-hmm. which they're not going to follow because oh, no. I haven't shown them how. 
that you, you have a three-step post, but what do I now do with this? And how would I go about starting this? I have no idea. And I need someone to show me. That's where coaches come in is to say, you know, you got a secret sauce here. Let me share my secret sauce with you. Let me cover your, you know, your meat with my gravy here. And we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, I'll show you how this all works. But if you don't give them that, you don't give them the opportunity to engage and you don't have any kind of connection point, which Mm -hmm. that's your, you know, that's kind of your climax of your story. You don't have that connection point. They are not going to be attracted to you. Mm -hmm. I feel there's no, there's no connection. There's no emotion. It's like me with Serena Williams thing last time. She's not my favorite athlete, but man, that commercial really got me because I was there once I was somewhere where people didn't believe in me. Mm. I was directing these shows and I was getting flack from people and obstacles and I wasn't really invited to this club. They didn't want me there, but I had to prove myself. And once I did prove myself, I knew I could beat it. I, I knew I had a seat at that table, but they didn't want me there. Yeah. And that's a really great note too, for a lot of people is so many of our stories. I, and I find this, I've been guilty of it myself is, I mean, my story, I have two pivotal ones. You know, my mom passing away when I was nine, my stepmom when I was 17, both from cancer. They're kind of like my pillars of my life and also my business. But people forget, you don't always have to have a big, shiny story to help someone. It could be something as simple as you went to the grocery store today and something happened and like relate it back to your subject, relate it back to your uh, audience. I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions I see so many people do is they think their story whenever they're on lives or whenever they're doing posts has to be like really overplayed and like just yes. ra- like crazy when yeah. in reality you have stories each day. Like you, you have a life, you're still living. So you've had to experience some stuff, whether driving a car or something that you can relate to that post. Right. And, and also there's a, you know, there's a conception of I've got to reveal this really dramatic emotional part of my mm-hmm. life every time I get online and not every line in gone with the wind is as God is my witness. I'll never be hungry again. Mm-hmm. You know, not every line in return of the Jedi is Luke. I'm your father. Mm-hmm. There, there has to be other, you know, things in there to where there are, there are stories that you can relate to even even the simplest things, or maybe it's even like a client story to where mm-hmm. I've had a client and she had this massive change in her business. And maybe it has absolutely nothing to do with you, mm-hmm. but it's, it's more that your technique, your, that secret thing that you have brought her from here to here. So you can even do something as, as simple as a case study or, or take something that happens to you like when you're at the doctor's office and they're playing the radio way too loud and you ask them, you know, please mm-hmm. turn that down because it's bothering me. There's noise everywhere. Mm-hmm. Just like in the online space, you are having to compete with the noise of everyone else in your niche. How will you stand out amidst this noise? It's noisy out there. What will you do differently so that you don't have the three step posts? Mm-hmm. You're different. You attract people instead of being the same thing over and over. Which is actually a really great transition because one of the biggest myths in the industry that you believe is total BS is that coaches chase clients instead of attracting them. Um, Can you speak more on this? Like, what is your take on this? I think that the more, it's like when you're trying to attract um, a partner, let's Mm -hmm. say, let's say you want to date someone 
And, you know, I've dated a lot of people when I was younger. Again, I'm a lot older than everybody else probably on here, but that's beside the point. But I've been married to my husband for a long, long time. And before I met him, I dated 50 guys in one year. Mm. And uh, people people always go, you did what? I'm like, yeah, I need to write a book. But I I dated 50 guys. I had three dates a weekend for 50, 50, 50 guys. So how did I attract all these guys? Well, I had kind of this method to where I would just be super outgoing, really friendly. Mm-hmm. I talked to everybody that I saw. Um, I would suggest that we go get coffee, you know, to guys. It was just like a, just really informal, mm-hmm. almost like I was asking like a friend. And then if they wanted to take it further and they wanted to ask me out, they usually did. Mm-hmm. Or I got a new friend. So I, I, I approached it like I just was going to make a ton of friends that year. And I attracted so many people, not just guys, but I made new friends that I've kept for 30 years now mm. that I met. I met in, I met people in Spain. I met people in um, France. I, I still talk to them. I still write to them. It's weird. Mm-hmm. So I had this year of, I'm going to just try to be friendly, be really relational and ask a lot of questions. So, you know, when coaches go out and you're trying to make people like you, you're not being yourself. It's not authentic. It comes yeah. across really sleazy. <laughs> you know, they friend you on and then they, they immediately get on your message and go, hey, don't you want to buy my hair products? Oh, and I'm like, well, I know I use I use uh, cheap shampoo and apple cider vinegar and I have really good hair. So thank you. No. <laughs> but is this working for you? That's why I ask them. And they mm. go, well, no, it's not really working for me. And I say, well, let me let me tell you what will work, because what you're doing is your your sleazy selling what you want to do is be yourself and have empathy for your customer your customer does not want to be sold to anymore those days are over where the advertiser will tell you what soap to use and you're going to use it i'm not going to use olay because they tell me to use it i'm going to use it if it's you know if it seems like it's the right thing for me Mm -hmm. if it solves my problem or if i really like the company or the company stands for But I'm not going to be attracted because they're going to get in my face and yell at me and tell me to use Olay. Yeah. And that's something that's really great to note, too, is that in the online space, there's this concept that I think has been overkill, which is like automation or copy and paste on like steroids. Because I've I've been speaking about this more often because it starts to really irritate me as someone who does marketing. It doesn't have to be that way. Like there's there's two spectrums. There's a spectrum where people go so much on the other side like there was a program that I was in a a while ago where they'd have you friend request like five people a day and then message five people a day and like do that every single day and I couldn't do it because I'm like this doesn't feel right to me it doesn't feel aligned and if it doesn't feel aligned there's no way in hell it's gonna be um a good result you know and that was a huge part copy and paste still irritates me when people do copy and paste messages because these are human beings. Like whenever I see people take them straight to a Facebook page or straight to an opt-in without like really getting to the person, like what is their pain? Maybe it's not even that they need your program. Mm-hmm. Maybe they need a training from you. Like you really, the idea of connection and intimacy has become so needed that when people actually see that from you, they go bananas. Like I think one time I sent a video message to someone just saying like, hey, 
you know, thank you so much for uh, coming in. I'd love to know a little bit more about you. And they're like, wow, you're the first person that's ever sent me a video <laughs> message. And I was like, oh, awesome. I'm happy to like hear that. And people just forget how those small instances can really create something way better than, oh, you know, great connecting as friends. What do you do? Oh, do you want to buy my product? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, and also people are, they think that you have to be, you have to be one way. So, mm -hmm. you know, I'm really over the top kind of dramatic, but I've been in theater for you know, 30 years. True. <laughs> so you're not going to be as dramatic as I am likely. If you're an introvert, you're going to attract introverts mm -hmm. that really love your quiet, warm way of doing your lives. You come across as a friend they want to have tea with, you know, whether as mine might be, you know, it's a little too intense, get out of my face. Mm -hmm. So, which is fine. I'm not going to attract the same person that maybe another client, you know, another coach that yeah. has clients, maybe that's trying to do mindset work. My stuff is not exactly mindset work. There's some of it in there, but it's for people that really want to move to the next level that are, you know, it's kind of tired of playing small and they're tired of doing the, the same posts over and over. They, they want a bigger picture, bigger mission, bigger purpose. Mm -hmm. And they see themselves as this grand destiny. And, and those are not the same clients as these, you know, hesitant kind of introverted people, mm. but that's good. That means that there's clients for everyone. For everyone. Mm -hmm. There's clients for people that are super dramatic. There's clients for people that are bouncing around doing dance, you know, parties in their living room. I don't do that. Just so you know, I'm, you know, I love to go dance, but I just rather go to the club. I don't, I don't do that anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> I did that a long time ago, but that's not who I am anymore. So I embrace what I do well. And, you know, that's the thing that I do see is people being a little bit intimidated by coaches saying, you need to get more energy in your lives. You need mm. to do this. You need to do this. You need to be yourself. Yeah. If you're not authentic to you, it will not go well. You will not ever be comfortable. Yeah. So it's, it's one thing about stepping out of yourself and stepping out of your comfort zone. It's another thing to change your personality altogether to suit someone else. You don't have to do that. Oh, definitely. Like there's... There's been a shift recently, even for myself. I think there's a phrase I heard a while ago, the more you are yourself, the more everything else will be easier. Something like that, you know, just this person oh, who you are. Really? Yeah. And like one of the biggest things for me for the longest time was I wouldn't curse on my podcast or I wouldn't curse on lives if I couldn't. But in reality, if I'm talking to a friend, especially when I get passionate, I like the word fucking shit. <laughs> like, it's just, it's true. And it, it's not, you know, I'm not. But if that's, you know, that's more authentic to you though. So if you, you don't, you don't want to be speaking to your clients like they're not your friends. Exactly. That's the whole point, and that was, know? that was the point that happened too, was, you know, I think I said it one time on podcast um, and I was like, you know what? I don't care. Like it doesn't, it's not hurting one if it is, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, it's a word, but it's not meant to do anything except for, for me to convey something. And same thing with, um, Recently, I think yesterday, actually, I went to go get my aura photo taken. And oh, yeah, yeah. I saw yeah, that. Yeah, super cool. And that was one of the other things that I have not talked about a lot online has been, you know, kind of my journey with spirituality. It's, I mean, it's nothing like I'm not becoming the next Gandhi, but I definitely have had some. You never know. Right? <laughs> um, but I've had, you know, some instances that I like talking about. Like, I do Tarot Tuesdays and uh, my coach's group. I do... Um, just little things, and I haven't opened it up yet too much to the public, and I'm realizing that to hold off that space because, you know, maybe my ideal client has a certain religion, that shouldn't change how they see me or that shouldn't change how they view my work because the way that I see it, my age, what I do, you know, on my days off, whatever I do, 
it's not going to change the fact that I am good at what I fucking do and I can get you results. Well, and the other thing is if somebody wants to find out about those things, mm. let's say you don't say something and you're, you're now, it's almost like you're stealing from them. Mm. You're stealing the opportunity from them because they could have found out from you what, you know, maybe they want to know already. Because I, I have people that I've talked to about energy medicine and people are like, what is that? I'm like, mm-hmm. I've used it since, you know, like 19, I don't know, 2011 or something like that. So people ask me and I'm like, I'm, I'm just going to be pretty open about it because if you need that, mm-hmm. if your clients need it or if your community needs it or if, even if the people on your Facebook feed need it and they don't see it from you, what, where else are they going to see it? Exactly. And I would say even just from doing those two posts alone about the aura photo, so many people come out of the woodworks like, I, you know, this looks like so much fun. This would be a great photo. I want to do this. And you just never know how people are going to react. And if they react badly, that just means they're not the right person for you, or at least not right. at this time, you know? Right. One thing I'm... out of those, yeah, out of those 50 guys, not right. all of them are compatible. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, some of them were really, really nice. But some of them, I was like, this is really not going well. I need, you need to take me home. So (laughs) if you're not, you're not good for everyone. That's my point is, is that you're not going to be right for everyone, but the people that you are right for, you need to put yourself out there Mm -hmm. so that they can find you. Exactly. And that's something too, that I know that you work with your clients as well. And I'm wondering what is like the number one or two most common challenges you see your clients have before they start working with you? They are terrified that they're going to look stupid on stage. Mm. That's the biggie. Because they can't show up, you know, if you've got a coach that's really got a lot of clients and they've, they've got a brand already, mm-hmm. uh, let's say for you, for instance, you've got a brand, you're proud of your brand. Mm-hmm. You don't want to screw it up by getting on some live stage and then not being great. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're great with, with what you do right now mm-hmm. and then you get on stage and you feel like you're going to be a beginner, that is a pretty big barrier. And that's, I think the second thing is just the nervousness and then a feeling like they, they will flub up on their lines. They're going to shake. Their mm. voice is going to shake. It's all about really perception. And I think it has to do, it really does have to do with your brand yeah. and how you don't want to screw up something really good. Um, it's not like you're just a beginner at everything. And in that case, people don't want to get, do in, you know, they just want to hide, hide under things. <laughs> if they're <laughs> beginners, they don't even want to try. Yeah, uh, but I, I think with a, a coach that is really established, they know they want to get on stage. They know they want they have a this big grand vision for things. Mm-hmm. They want some significance out there. They want to be a Tony Robbins leading their own destiny date. You know, they want that, but they have they have kind of this there's this this gap of I need more time to learn this. I don't have enough time, which usually translates to I'm unsure that. I can actually do this. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a mindset thing. And then the, the other thing is if, if you hire someone, is this going to be a return on my investment? With a business mm-hmm. coach, you know you're going to get your money back because she's going to help you with systems. And if you have questions about marketing, or you, know, you, can, you can kind of pick her brain on what you need to do in your business for the next step. With a, with a speaking coach, you're kind of like, wait a second, is this really going to get me to the next level? And I'm t- telling you right now it will. Because one event, a paid event, ranges from about $4,000 to about $10,000 for a speaker. That's not even the keynote. Mm-hmm. You could make, for 20 minutes of your time, if you could make 10K and reach tons and tons and tons of live audience members that get to know you right there on the spot, 
what would that do for you? What would that do for your business? So oh. you kind of have to think about it that way. Yeah. <laughs> well, wouldn't, and- that, wouldn't that make a difference in your business? Well, How I- many more people could you reach with your message? And that's something too that I'm curious about for those who are in that space of, you know, cause I've actually had a public speaking coach as well for a bit, um, which has been fantastic. One thing that I would, that I'd love to hear your opinion about for those who might have had a coach or especially a public speaking coach or vocal coach before, what is like the first one or two steps they can take to start becoming a little bit better and start to, you know, become more aware of what's going on with them when it comes to the space and getting started in that next chapter. Um, I think it's it's more about, for me, I usually try to say, you've got to pick kind of one signature speech mm-hmm. that you're going to start working on, and that's the first thing you're going to do. And you need to find something that you love talking about, and that's very difficult to do kind of on your own. But if you do have a speaking coach, they can help you there. Mm-hmm. But you find something that you just love that also encompasses what you believe, your message to the universe, and has a little bit of you in it, a little bit of your brand in it. Um, some emotions, some stories, some passion. So you have to choose this message pretty carefully because you have to give it in like 20 minutes. We do something you give on a TED Talk. So you can't just ramble on and on like you can on a live. But that's where you start is you start with this single message that you're going to get out to the world and then you can perfect it. Mm-hmm. And that gets you past some of this mindset stuff, which is, is holding a lot of people back. If you know your stuff backwards and forwards, like if somebody came up to you and said, Danielle, where our speaker didn't come for the evening, can you get up and do something? What yes. would you say? <laughs> I mean, would, what would you say? I would definitely say I'd be talking about messaging. And in that respect, I'd be talking about finding your one line. That's been my always my big thing. I like workshop style speaking versus just TEDx speaking because I like teaching. So for me, it's teaching them the Let's one. Say it's- Let's say it's a huge, let's say it's a huge group though, and you can't do workshop. Cool. What would you speak about? It'd be talking about finding your one voice, finding your one story, your pillar story, and how much. Okay, mine. so that would be that would be probably your that would be the title of your speech. You would say uh, finding your one pillar, um, your one sentence, mm-hmm. that your one marketing sentence, whatever it is. So mm-hmm. you would come up with a better title than that, but that would be basically what you would speak on, and then you would make a format of. There's stories, there emo- there's emotions, there's things that go on with that. How did you come to be here? So you want what you want it to do is more of an inspirational rather than an educational. Mm-hmm. That's usually what I tell people. You've got to kind of choose. But educational doesn't usually have enough passion for the signature thing. Definitely not. Yeah, this is more for like a small, um, I would say those that are like under 300, like 300 yes. guests, that'd be a great one. Yes. So if you're going to say, you know, this is your one pillar this is this is why you need it. This is how it changed my life. This is how it can change your life. So that that's where you would start is this one message that you could give without having any feedback. Because a, a teaching workshop thing is different than a message and a signature speech. The signature speech is for a thousand people. You can't have a workshop with a thousand people. Does that make sense? Well, the thing is, too, when it comes to like the ones, the big message too. one of the biggest things that I've had to work on and a lot of people who are in the same analytical mind space that you can be in is when you're right. doing bigger messages, like the ones that are to a thousand people really focus on the what and why, not the how versus vice right. versa. And that's something right. that I've noticed is not talked about enough because people think because I mean, with marketing, everyone says, 
you need to give it all away, you need to give your best stuff away, which is true. Um, like you do need to give away a good amount so people can see your value. However, right. it can right. put you in this mentality of, okay, I need to give the most of what I have or the most that I can do. And I even had a coach a while ago tell me, you should like, when you give, you give a lot. And I was like, right. yeah, I right. do. And that's, when it comes to speaking, that can be actually a hindrance. Yes, because how to is like I said, it's more of an educational thing, and if it's if it is educational, then that usually is like more of a breakout session or mm-hmm. you know, something in the conference that has actual meat that they're going to write down. These are the three steps you need to know about blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. What your your signature message really encompasses your big picture. What do you want for the future? What do you think about at night? What do you what it keeps you up that you think, man, if I could just do this, I could change the world. So those are, those are the things that you have to think about it. It's, it's let, it's much less left brain. It's a lot of creative, mm-hmm. um, but my kind of my zone of genius is that I was really good at both. I was really good at this analytical stage management where everything, you know, is logistically set up, but I was also really good at the director creative part um, mm-hmm. where, you know, I was, I was writing songs and doing, you know, helping people get on stage, doing choreography and helping pick themes and, getting a big picture of the show that that was the difference so when you do have a left brain person and you might be more left brain than you are right brain where it's more a little bit more logical a little more thinking um it's it might be more hard for you to pull your own story out of yourself so that's where a, a good speaking coach can also help you get to where your emotions and your passion are the main things because that's what people connect with well, I think the Rather thing is, too, when it comes to the space of um, crafting your own story or, like, message, because I'm a marketer, I can do it very, very well for my clients because yes. I think that there's the third party outside of you that yes. is super well. Because same thing, you know, you can create your own story by yourself. I mean, my posts are always they do very well because I know my audience. However, it's not the same for a lot of people. Like lives aren't the same. They're similar to speeches, but not the same. And the reason why so many people hire coaches, especially public speaking or vocal coaches, is because even you might think you're really, really good at lives and speaking. And then you talk to a vocal coach and a public speaking coach and realize, Oh crap. There's actually like 10 You don't know. You really don't know anything. Yeah. Especially like, (laughs) but it's, it's just a different, it's a different arena. And Mm -hmm. you're, you know, when you get up to speak publicly, everybody's looking at your whole body. This is not just a, um, they're looking at your head and shoulders on a live. It's a one dimensional, you know, thing. This is a 3d. Everybody can see you. You're the whole you. I think there's something about being seen that way. That is incredibly intimidating to people. Mm -hmm. It is the number one fear. Public speaking is the number one fear Overdone. of all, <laughs> yes, of all adults. I mean, it's like more than heights, more than spiders, more than snakes. Everybody is afraid and we're all afraid of looking dumb and we're all afraid of being exposed. Mm-hmm. But the whole thing about being a coach and being someone that is, wants to be in the public eye and wants to change lives is you've got to be noticed. You've got to be visible. You've got to be out there. You need to be seen. Mm-hmm. You need to be authentically seen so that other people can also get authentically seen. Make sense? For sure. And that's a really great place to end that, that arena because when you're in this space, especially for those who are wanting to, and I think a lot of people are, the ones who are coaches or consultants, people who are personal brands, everyone who I've talked to at least wants to start speaking or get on podcasts or you know do something that really helps show them in a totalian way. However, 
whenever you speak about actually getting on stage, people buckle. So that's why I think having a a coach to just be by you, hold you to your, basically hold you, hold you to your shit and like keep you going is really important. But I want to make sure we get it also. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, for me, it was, I was moving right over to the rapid fire round because we have so much juicy content. Like I'm, I'm going to have everyone whenever, literally after we finish this and I give everyone like your Instagram and Facebook, you guys better go to that because (laughs) she gives really great content, but I want to make sure we get to this rapid fire round because it's super great. So the first thing with this, usually it's about five or six questions. It's just going to be whatever comes to your mind at first, whether a sentence, phrase, whatever it is for you. So, okay, go ahead. First question is favorite book you've ever read? Uh, the Odyssey. What is your favorite word or phrase you use daily? Um, I it was it used to be let it go, but then Elsa ruined my <laughs> she ruined it. So uh, I still say just let's let's just move on. Mm. So I guess move on would be the next one. If you weren't an entrepreneur, what would you have been? Well, I was a rock star, so. Not a bad, not a bad contrast. Yeah. (laughs) What is 20 years? Yeah. Right. What is something you're not very good at or working to get better at? Uh, anything like technical, like, uh, you know, all the stuff have to do with your, you send your free emails Mm. and all technical stuff. Now I I did build my website, but I'm not, I hate it. It (laughs) takes me forever. So I hired it out. Fair. What is one characteristic that you believe every entrepreneur should have? A little bit of a rebel. Mm. You need to kind of be willing to buck the system a little bit and be your own person without having to be intimidated to try to be somebody else. I love that. What are two tools, mindset, or resources that you think entrepreneurs need to make to make their business and themselves successful? Um, well, I do a lot of journaling and mindset mm. work. I think that's important. And I don't think people use affirmations very much because I think they think it's hooey. Mm. But saying things like, I am a successful coach or I am a million dollar business owner mm. and saying it every day or recording yourself and listening to that at night, I think it's a huge difference. Thinking can get you out of your comfort zone really quickly. It's one of the most powerful coaching techniques. I love that. Uh, last question What does success look like to you in your own eyes? Well, success for me is not necessarily about the money because I'm making good money. Mm-hmm. So I see success as getting other people to realize their potential and to know they don't have to take power. They already have power within them. They have the ability within them to do whatever they want to do and they should just go out and take it. But I think people are afraid. So I, if I can show them how to do that, I think people will do crazy things around me and that's good. <laughs> I love that. Now, since we we talked so much about kind of where people are at and can move forward with kind of just seeing you, I want to know, speaking of being in the present, what are some current things you're working on to give the listeners a little taste on what they can look out for from you? Well, I have a Facebook group that I give a lot of content to, so I'm doing a whole story series Mm -hmm. in. And I'll put, I can can give you the link to it. Yes, it'll be all down for the show notes for you guys. And, uh, I, I do stuff in there every day. I go live almost every day. I have a lot of live challenges. Um, I've gotten people to do lives that have never done live before. Yes. <laughs> in fact, I, I got a girl to actually give like a teaching session that had never gone live before like last week. So, That's amazing. So I give a lot of stuff in there. I'm about to start doing uh, probably in March a group program for public speaking. So you can start with, it starts with lives, kind of getting comfortable with video 
and then it goes into um, more of a in-depth look on how you can develop your public speaking. I also have a one-on-one coaching program. It's three months long. I'm about to do a webinar on it. So I will also have to put that, those links in there, but one's on creating your signature message and one is on the steps to um, overcome your fears of the stage. That's fantastic. Well, I want to make sure where can everyone find you online? It's leannheil.com. And I've got a Facebook page, but again, I'll give that to you mm-hmm. so we can put it in the notes. But um, yeah, I'd love to ha- see people and talk to people. And I've got a next steps call that they can get on to find out more if they are a good fit for this program or if I can help them get to the right coach. I do that too. Sometimes if I'm not the right coach for them, um, I don't like it when people just sign people up and then, you know, I can't really help you, but I'm going to take your money anyway. Mm-hmm. Because I've wasted thousands of dollars on those coaches before. So I'm not going to do that to people. Same. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. When you're first starting out, you really don't know what you need. And you don't know how to research the coaches. But mm-hmm. I would never take on a client that I didn't think would be suitable. I fully agree. And for everyone who wants to check out Leanne's stuff, it's going to be all down below. But I want to say thank you so much for coming on. This was a fantastic episode. Thank you, Danielle. I appreciate being invited. And hopefully everybody will get live. Go live. Yes, everyone go live. Let's do that. Go Let's live have... today. Exactly. Yeah. Everyone. Actually, let's make this a challenge. For everyone who does a live, put the hashtag of let's see. The hashtag of live Leanne. And okay. every time that that uh, hashtag comes up, we'll actually go look at it and find that for you and give you guys maybe some feedback or even just a shout out because Yeah, that'd be great. Seriously, live is the way to go. But it is <laughs> everyone. I hope you find this episode. So there was so much goodness in here. So I know you'll find fantastic um, advice and information, but make sure remember that go live, allow yourself to be seen. Great. All right, guys, I will talk to you later and have a good rest of your week. Bye guys. Thanks for listening to The Female Entrepreneur's Journey with Danielle Clem. If you like our show and want to know more, check out the show notes to join in the Insiders Facebook group, or please leave us a review on iTunes. Join us next week for another dose of business, branding, and everything in between. See you then.